Welcome to the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Brandeline Johnson, and I'm an expert in the spiritual awakening industry, an author, and educator. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a topic that will help you awaken to your energetic abilities, align with your soul's purpose, and ignite your lives and businesses. We don't follow the masses. We are consciously creating our evolution. You guys are going to love this episode of the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I had my neighbor, Shannon, come on the podcast. She's a newly spiritually awakened woman over the last year and a half. She's been growing through her journey and she shares on this podcast about how her relationships changed, how her dating life changed um, as she became this conscious woman. Um, You guys know I'm always conversation style. You guys are going to love this episode. I think it's about 40 minutes. In this episode, we're talking about obviously conscious dating. We're talking about the term love bombing. We're talking about uh, receiving validation versus having a partnership, emotional intelligence, people pleasing inside relationships, red flags, um, and how things change when you become a conscious person. And really a lot about self-love and, um, you know, um, judgment around dating multiple people, having sex around multiple people, online dating as a conscious woman, and so much more. So just dive in and listen to this episode um, and share it with your friends. Yay, I'm so excited to have you here with me, Shannon, to uh, on the Creating Consciousness podcast. And she's actually physically, for those of you guys that are watching the video, here in my condo in Henderson, Nevada. And you guys are going to love this episode uh, we're going to just dive right in. So thank you for coming to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share anything I can do to help people grow. Or Yeah. So a lot, my audience absolutely loves talking about relationships. It's interesting that it's a spiritual awakening, but the spiritual awakening and relationships go hand in hand. Would you agree? Oh, a hundred percent. But you don't know it till you go through it, I guess. That's what I've learned. I went through a huge spiritual awakening maybe a year and a half ago and everything about it has changed how I perceive dating uh valuing myself my self-worth um just choosing what better I guess like for, for overall yeah right yeah. with life decisions dating what do you think was a triggering point where you realized that your previous relationships weren't in alignment? Um, When I, I guess when I would have them reach out, they would reach out and I would just be like, get a terrible stomach ache and just be like, why do I feel like this? I had to kind of check myself. I'm like, what is going on? Like I used to get so happy when I hear from these people. And I think that the, that different uh, leveling up, you're, you're just not connecting energetically anymore. And so I just would just ignore them. And it just started shifting to where I started attracting people that were a little bit like were better for me in a vibrational sense and just making me want to do better in life instead of dragging me down. Cause it was such a negative feeling after a while. It wasn't like I felt good anymore. So do you think in the past, when those people were around you, where do you think you were coming from in the relationship where you thought it was, I guess, healthier, where you felt maybe fulfilled, or what were you seeking in that relationship prior to your awakening? 
definitely validation. And I, I was a people pleaser from my childhood. And um, I found I was doing that in those relationships. And of course, they like you. You're, you're doing everything for them. You're caring for them and nurturing them. And you're neglecting yourself, basically, because you're just dropping everything when they call and going to the, their beck and call at their house or going out when they want to go out. And I was just feeling so not good. Like, it just, I don't know how, it was just not good. <laughs> I like that you brought up people pleasing because that's a freaking epidemic. <laughs> people pleasing for sure. And, um, you know, I guess I noticed when I first got in the, like the online dating thing, um, if, if someone even showed interest in meeting me, I felt like obligated to meet them or else I was quote unquote doing something wrong. Right. And that went straight into people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we're starting whatever relationship, even if it's just a short one on the wrong foot, right? You give away your energy, like the, at that instant. Yeah. I, I would say I learned real quick that I had to be discerning about what my first inkling of that person was, how they interacted, you know, messaging and stuff. Um, but that it was okay to not want to pursue that person that I matched with or whatever. But it, I, I also realized that dating online was kind of deflating a little bit too, because um, we're all wanting validation via messaging because you have no other form of communicating. And when they would delete a chat or leave a chat with you, it just felt like I was just like, being knocked down a notch. And I, I realized I had to just say, this is not personal. We weren't connecting and then be like, okay with that because it's, it's very different dating online. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Something that just happened today. I love how the universe works. Um, on my walk is I had this realization that I was, I don't want to say falling for guys that I've met online, but I, um, I think because I came from such a long-term relationship and such a trusting relationship that I was like trusting what these guys were telling me in the online space and then just being like, oh, perfect. This guy wants to like delete his Tinder app because he thinks we're going to be a match. And like not even a few days later, they weren't even talking to me. So versus now like meeting somebody maybe in real life and maybe even in the online space, but where their actions follow what their words are it's completely different exactly and I think um you know if people going through my awakening I had to do my inner work to work on loving me first and I think you can kind of grab you can kind of tell the ones that that don't love themselves they're needing constant validation constant communication they're saying everything you want to hear which is considered basically love bombing and getting you kind of hooked and if they can hook you but then they they're not ready for a relationship either because they haven't done that work so that's the hard part is learning what is best for me and when do I cut this off and try to to discern through that because everybody has something they can work on I think so right so you know meeting someone so what you're what I'm hearing is that you're very observant now and very um conscious about the behavior of the other people from the get-go right and um you see the love bombs so can you explain to the audience like what is love bombing 
Um, I would say that it's, you know, like the really like sharing, oh, I'm really liking you too soon, or I'm really into you. And I'm like, we've been talking for maybe a couple of years. And they send pictures a lot of time. They want you to like, like them physically through pictures. And so if you're getting a ton of pictures, um, just um, talking about a life together when you haven't even met in person is, I think, technically a form of love bombing. You know, they're wanting you to fall for them without even meeting them. So Perfect. they're trying to sell themselves without you knowing the real person. And so I think that's huge to like be able to chime in on. And, and also not, I've learned, we can't normalize red flags. So if they're red flags for us, they might not be red flags for everybody. But if it is for you, do not ignore that. Like, that's the first thing I've I've had to um, be like, oh, that's a red flag. I'm like, no, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sacrifice what I want for my soul. Like, that's just not going to happen. Right. Otherwise, it's a form of self-sabotage. Right. Um, or it's a it's, or it's a lesson that's going to reoccur because it's going to come back around. <laughs> right. Or you're going to be stuck in a bad relationship. So I think using your discernment early on and picking up those red flags and the love bombing and things that aren't okay that you've already experienced in life and you've grown from and not accepting that as the best you can get. And um, I think that just choosing you ultimately is like where to start, but like it is good to pick up on those things and, and you don't have to feel like obligated to somebody just because you've talked for two weeks doesn't mean you have to keep doing that. You know, it's a choice and, and not that they're a bad person either. Like you don't even have to say anything towards that person. This just isn't working for me. This isn't making me feel good every day. I love that you said yeah. that because where I come from, I think a lot of spiritual folks come from is that everyone is exactly okay with where they're at on their journey. Um, but like what you're saying, it doesn't mean it has to be part of my journey. Right. Yeah. So it's non-judgment, which I think it makes you a conscious spiritual woman because you're just, you're aware of this person's behavior. Maybe, you know, I mean, the more intuitive we get to, then you could like really pick up on, right. oh, they have some freaking trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so trauma. Um, and, and that's okay. It, they were meant to grow through that experience for them. Right. Um, and I love how you said, even if you're talking to them for a couple of weeks or a couple months or like I was in a t over 20 year relationship, even years into that, you have to question, right? You have to peek up and be like, is this still healthy? Are we still both growing? Right. Um, and if not, it's okay to, um, you know, leave a relationship. There's another podcast episode that I've done in the past for you guys that are listening to. Um, and it was called Conscious Uncoupling. So if you guys want to look back on the podcast episodes, I had a beautiful woman on um, and she was talking about when you when you become aware that it's not a healthy relationship and the steps to unconscious or consciously rather uncouple. Right. Um, so that's something. And I think that that's fair to the other person, too. So I have learned to not be so self-absorbed in what am I wanting or needing or pursuing and being aware of what is good for them too. Like if I'm not loving them the right way, what that's not fair either. You know, if it's, you know, so selfishly we have to be unselfish sometimes and let people go if we're not feeling something or 
if it's not healthy. And it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. That's right. Uh, because <clears throat> if, you know, you stay in a relationship and you know that the, the other person is not receiving either, then then you're holding them back from growth that they can have or have, or their joy. Or meeting the person that will fill them up in the way that they need. Because we're all, we're all on totally different journeys. Not everybody's on the same one, but we meet for a reason, I think. And so, like, I try to take each person that I interact with, and I'm like, well, what did I learn from that? Like, what did I, how did I grow from that? Maybe it hurt my feelings, or I felt rejected when they left that chat, but what did I learn? I learned I don't like this, or I don't like that, or that wasn't a connection that I was interested in. So we have to take the the positive from all the experiences. Absolutely. And when you do, you know, ask yourself those that those valuable questions. What did I learn from this? Then the next to go around, you're you're going to like I always call it like the spiritual hovercraft, right? You're just going to cruise right over that red flag, right. or you're just it's not going to bring up because you've healed something it's within yourself. Learned, yeah. So we're like, okay, no, been there, done that. Yeah. So I want to go back to a little bit about the love bombing because there's something physical and emotional and a chemical rea- reaction that has happens with us, um, especially especially I want to say women, right? Because we're more of an, an emotional being. Um, one of our friends, Celia, talked taught me about our limbic system. And it's a part, it's a piece of your brain and women's limbic system is much larger than men. Mm-hmm. And when we get these love bombs, our limbic system just like lights up. Um, and some of these red flags can just be flying right over you yeah. because you're, you did get love bombs. So it's so important to like, I want to say we all want to have our, you know, hands out or arms link. We, it is important for us to be vulnerable, but it's also important for us to take a step back after that love bombing and be like, what just happened? Exactly. <laughs> was that actually really real? Or was I just having a feeling that lit up all these receptors in my brain um, and gave me all this serotonin boost? And I want to feel that feeling again. And so I'm going to overlook yeah. these things. I just, I just went through that with the guy online. And um, we've been talking for almost two months. And it was great. We were talking about like, when can we meet? Like, you know, I'm a flight attendant. So I was like, oh, I overnight there. So maybe we could grab dinner. And I could actually meet him for some. It was so great. And, but then I kind of picked up on the love bombing. And then maybe I kind of pulled my energy back a little bit. And then he was gone. Just quiet, gone. And I was like, I sat there and I said, what the heck just happened? Like, I literally just got love bombed and he's gone. Like, yeah, that happened to me um, when I went out with this like firefighter guy and we had the best day. We had an amazing kiss at the end of the day. And the next weekend I was going camping with my friends. And so he texted saying, as soon as you come back from camping, I'm going to plan this most amazing adventure for us. I like your, our kisses were amazing. Like all the things. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy's gonna like really take me on an adventure, a real another date. Right. And he was smoking hot too. But uh, <laughs> I came back from camping and I was like, I, 
I'm like, cause he said he was going to think about this adventure over the weekend. So I came back and that was my first question is like, what about this adventure? I'm so excited. And he's like, oh, well, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon because work, 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 work. And even though he was retired, he's like wanted to get a new job or something. And that would just get in his way. And I was like, I never said anything back to him because if they're not into you, they're not into you. Well, and I think what happens with love bombing is that you're in it and you're you're giving them stuff back until I realized what was kind of happening and I probably didn't do that as much they were getting validation and their ego was being boosted and then they got the confidence to go pursue other things is the way I perceive it because they were needing a little bit of a, a boost you yeah. know and so they find that woman that um they maybe are attracted to but maybe it's not possible to connect like I didn't live near him but he still got the boost that he needed that confidence again maybe to go date locally where he lived um and not be online so I mean I did learn something from that like I I learned a lot actually <laughs> so now I'm like okay well I am not going to be filling up everybody's tank all the time so now I fill up my own tank and it's very rewarding and I can just be happy all the time and not needing that validation from dating or whatever, but I'm going to be in a good space to meet somebody when the time is right. So how do you fill up your own cup? Oh, I just, you know, just thinking into just taking care of my body, working out better, eating better a lot due to you educating me on stuff, which I'm <laughs> totally grateful for. Um, but just, you know, making me number one and not everybody else. Cause I'm really, I really do care about everybody. So it's hard to like kind of stop that sometimes and focus on me. <laughs> yeah. I like that you said that, um, focusing on you more. Um, another realization I had today, but based on what you just said, you know, focusing on you more is that um, some of the beginning, the beginnings of like my online day, <laughs> um, I, wa I was going for that validation, especially, yeah. you know, um, because I lost my husband. And so, and then I'm just like, I just want, I just want to be loved because I lost like the truest love of my life. Yeah. You, you want to feel pretty. You want to feel noticed. You want to feel, you know, desired. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's just human nature you know but we can give that to ourselves yep and then those people won't be attracted to us because we're not going to over give to them because we're not that, that needy energy I guess yeah and so I, I figured out there's a total shift when you do that yeah so that's what I realized today <clears throat> when the um my cute little crossing guard was asking if I was still seeing the same guy and I'm like yes I am Believe it or not, like she's like, you know, it's white left yet. I'm like, believe it or not, um, I am. And this person's actions, like I was saying, follow their words, right? Their behaviors follow their words. But the realization that I had was, again, those online people were not. But the reason why I was there was to get that validation. And then I kind of got like tired of it because it's exhausting, right? Because you, if you're not feeding their needing that conversation you're not getting your validation either and then they just disappear they literally <laughs> disappear like I was to the point where I'm like am I intimidating but then again actually I think I am 
or yeah, was you're those probably calling people. it like it is yeah and you're saying exactly what you're feeling and what you're wanting and what you're needing from this connection and that's that's scary make them run that's scary as shit <laughs> for these guys when you're just like here i am like this this uh, confident woman you know um an individual yeah, doing want, things for myself you know what i mean I and they're just the like they're like yeah. oh shit yeah. <laughs> she she doesn't like need me yeah. and so why you know that's crazy um i did want to bring up because we were talking before we started recording <clears throat> about um at least my experience and then have shannon's take on that or feedback is that um I was in such a long relationship, a monogamous relationship, and I was raised in a monogamous mindset. So when I first started dating, and I don't even know if you want to call it dating. What the hell is it called anymore? <laughs> but um, um, I had to, I had to grow through this weird mindset shift of I felt like I was like a whore at first because I was like having sex with multiple people. Um, and not necessarily calling myself like a swinger or whatever names those are, but I was like exploring and then I had to be, oh, I had to come to terms and be okay with myself doing that. Um, and learn and being okay with learning the lessons of what that is, or just exploring this different personalities of different people, because one guy will talk to you about one thing and another guy maybe wants to cuddle and another guy wants to maybe talk spirituality or business with you or um, one guy smacks you on the ass. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're just getting so many different things from these different people. And I found that to be super interesting and, um, and being okay with myself, mm -hmm. having multiple <clears throat> sex partners and having multiple men talking to multiple men. Um, and what was your take on that? So I, I would say, because, I mean, I grew up in a, in a, a life where my grandparents were married for 63 years. Like that was what you did. And that just hasn't been the way my life has played out, unfortunately. Or fortunately, maybe I'm just, that's not what my path is. And so I've learned that I don't have to meet a guy and be in a full-blown relationship right away. Like, I don't have to just be with one person and be like, okay, this is the guy I met. So this is the guy I have to date. And that's what I was doing. So I, since this awakening, I've just learned I'm going to go out in my day and I'm going to see what happens, see who I meet. If I meet people online, great. If I don't, if I meet people out in public, great. And I'm going to see what that experience is like. I'm not going to just be like, okay, yeah, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I want to know that we can meet all the levels of the relationship that we need. And you had the husband that did that so like now you're gonna have to experience different people and try to go through those experiences to find someone that kind of is the equivalent or better than what you already had which is like I'm glad you had that because most people don't get that in life and so I think that once you kind of are dating even you're going "Ooh, I didn't like how that made me feel I, I did not feel good about that. And then you go, okay, I'm not going to, like you said, we just kind of hover over that next time. But it's all learning. It's all growing and being like, but you're not a bad person for dating. Right. And, you know, I have to say too, like um, the people that um, 
I have been, I guess, dating. A lot of them are a lot different than my husband was. Absolutely. I was like, okay, I was with this, this type of person for this long. And God love him. The best, sweetest person <laughs> in the whole world, right? I mean, the love of my life. But, um, and I'm grateful. Like, I'm so grateful. I had that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean I won't have it again, but it doesn't, it also means to me, I feel so grateful for that, that um, I just want to kind of have fun too. Right. Um, <clears throat> But there was a point I was going to say, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, just experiencing these different things. So that's what I was going to say is that you guys all know I have the Manifest Your Lover class. Um, and I also do like the Manifest Your Lover um, readings and stuff sometimes. But like in the Manifest Your Lover class, I I have like write, write down like all these qualities and stuff of, of what you want. And I did that in the very beginning. And it's very interesting how many men come through that have like completely opposite qualities of that or or I mean they have my song but it's but are completely different so like yeah. a certain height or a certain this and then I'm like manifesting people that are not that but in the experience I'm like well gosh maybe I loosen this up a little bit because just because that person didn't check this these boxes they are they're a different flavor I always like to say that we all have a different flavor they're just mm-hmm. a different flavor from that checkbox that maybe you have and I think I think it's important to even date somebody that you think you wouldn't date maybe because you've never been in that corner of the playground. So to say, you know? Yeah. Like we don't, we don't know what we don't like unless we experience it. So I think that honestly you have to date, but even if they're not meeting all the boxes, you're still learning from those. And then you can be like, okay, this served its purpose. It's time to move on from that. And then you move into a different direction, but like you probably going through all the stuff the last year and a half, you've grown into a whole different person too than you were with your husband, even probably. So you're attracting totally different people. Wow, I love that. We talked about that the other day when I was like, Oh my gosh, you gotta be on the podcast because the our conversation was so deep and so real that I was like, Yes, I wish we could have recorded that minute, but but yeah, you're right, because uh, I was talking about how much I had changed in a year and a half. I mean, almost like everything from a different. I, I met you at the pool. You're a totally different person, like so energetic and just glowing all the time and inspiration, like you're inspiring everybody every time you go somewhere. So I think you've grown like exponentially since I met you. Yeah. And, you know, it all comes from that dark the dark spot you know all the the light comes from the darkness it really does but like for me being having a completely different body my health is so much better um I have a different house a different car (laughs) you know um I have different life experiences and when we were talking the other day I I thought a lot of I thought it was a lot of avoidance and a lot of grief and, and Shannon reminded me and I super appreciate that that it's like no, you are a different person because you grew over this year and a half. You didn't just change into this person so that you could avoid the grief or the pain. You changed in this person because of the you, grief and yeah, the pain. You went into it and just embraced it and yeah. were in the dark because that's the only way to feel it. You have to feel it to heal it. That's what I learned. And it just literally resonated with me. I'm like, this feels terrible, but I'm going to sit here and feel terrible and I'm going to figure out why. And it goes very deep to childhood and, you know, relation past relationships. And 
I've, I've healed those things where I don't want those anymore. Like I don't want that life. Yeah. And the spiritual, the, the awakening part is becoming self-aware. What did you say? <laughs> and then, and sitting in your emotion and questioning. So it's being self-aware, feeling your feelings and then questioning them and then sitting with it mm-hmm. to and see then, what comes up. And then, yeah. Seeing what you learn from it. Emotional intelligence. And that's one thing that that is on my manifestation of manifesting a man list, you know, our relationship is for them to be emotionally intelligent. And I don't want to say that's few and far between, but it's, it's, it is (laughs) because because men were taught not to feel their emotions. Well, and we're in some, you know, difficult times in the, in life right now. And that's affecting a lot of people in ways that we could have never imagined. That's the way I kind of perceive it. I mean, in my work, it's totally, I'm like, what is happening? Like, I'm super aware. And these, there's people that are not even in their own mind sometimes, I don't think. So it's like, it's, you know, if I can touch one person or five people a day and just give them one little thing to shift their their perception, that's kind of a good thing, I think. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you were saying, because at the time we're recording this podcast, uh, yay, Mercury retrograde is <laughs> here. And she was saying that uh, all her, like old, these old boyfriends are texting her. What were you saying about that? Oh, it's, it's, they're coming out of the woodwork. Like I, and then I just, I just don't, I don't respond because they're, they're toxic basically. Um, and, you know, I'm getting the, I love you. I miss you. Give me a chance again. I'm like, oh no. Like yeah. it is so refreshing and freeing to say no and not even want to even respond. Like that is like gotta be the best feeling I've ever felt. Like honestly, I I've been sitting with that a couple of days. I'm like, I don't even want to talk to them. It is so awesome. So I don't know. It's but it's a lot of hard work. And so she was saying earlier too why she didn't respond it because they're a narcissist and what happens when we respond to a narcissist? We 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 crack the door again, and they get their they get their fix. Basically, they get their exactly what they want. If you respond, they won, and you lose. Yeah, because then you're just kind of repeating, going into that cycle. And um, I don't want to repeat the cycle. <laughs> She's like, I'm done. I'm done with that cycle. <laughs> So, wow. Awesome. Let's see. Do you have some tips for the listeners um, on either, you know, how to maybe recognize the red flag or, um, or what, what a new healthy relationship might look like? Um, I mean, you know, the guys that come out like super, you know, like, oh yeah, like I want to have this life with you. And, you know, if they're a little too ambitious in, in that way, um, I think that is a red flag. They're trying to sell themselves very quickly. Um, if someone is patient with you and they're not getting angry because you can't respond right away or you don't respond right away, um, I think that's a good sign. If they're getting kind of angry because you're not responding, I think that's a total red flag. Um, uh, talking about other women while you're on a date with them is a total red flag. <laughs> just, just a tiny. Uh, yeah, that's not a real good pick me up. I think if they they uh, 
like you said, like talk highly about themselves. And this is an intuitive thing too, yeah. right? I mean, we're talking about dating, but this is with, with any relationship. If you're just oh, sit there and consciously mm-hmm. aware of their behavior, you're going to see the words they use, even in a text, even if it's just a text, you will I... see the word they use. Mm-hmm. And if they're saying they have lots of money, if they're saying that how amazing they are or whatever, they're usually broke. Yeah. <laughs> they're broke. They're wanting you to fix them and save them. <laughs> yes. And you you guys, you know what? We're not here to save anybody. No. And you know what? Nobody is going to save you. So that's the thing too is um, I don't know who it was was asking me about twin flames. Was it you? Uh soulmate, <laughs> twin flames, your girl Brandoline, it doesn't jump on that bandwagon. I don't. There is not someone out there that is going to fill a piece of you, that is going to fill something that's broken with you. There absolutely is not. Yeah. Are there people out there you have, that um, some people can have such a strong connection with that I, I've known some of my students and people that were able to like close their eyes and actually like transport to be where that other soulmate or whatever they want to call them, that I'm using air quotes, by the way, Um or their twin flame, and they can actually feel the, the feeling of that person and see through that person's eyes. I mean, some of this stuff is amazing, but I still don't believe in my heart of hearts that that you need to be out there seeking some piece of you that, that's not whole. You are whole, and um, no one is going to save you, though, except for yourself. Right, and I, I think that, you know, the twin flame stuff is interesting because um, narcissists can actually take on the form of making you believe they're twin flames. Because they they mold to whatever you're wanting and they'll be whatever you want them to be in a sense. So they kind of are like hard to pick out sometimes. Like you, they could have a really great heart, but they have these really bad, you know, tendencies that they grew up with their whole life that they don't even recognize. So that can be a little confusing, I think. So I don't think that you should be searching for that either. True. That's true. Um when you can come into a relationship being a whole, right? And none of us are done with our work. We're never going to be done. But from a conscious standpoint, um, there's a like a power couple that I follow. And um, they they talk about how every day they, they go through and they say, you know, they ask each other questions. Like, how are you? Are we healthy, wealthy, wiser, or whatever every day? <clears throat> and they, they support each other's growth. Um, so, I mean, as long as, as you're consciously evolving yourself mm-hmm. and then you have this partner that supports that I think that's where that healthy relationship is for sure yeah I mean I think um I I kind of realized after all this that every single interaction in a day changes who we are and how we perceive things so if you think about that it's like if I'm at work I'm talking to a lot of people I'm meeting a lot of people I'm constantly evolving and and being like, hey, that just triggered something I need to like think about. So like, if you do have somebody that's supportive of you becoming your best best authentic self, which is I think what we all want to try to strive to be. I think that's what ultimately we're looking for. I like that. Just today, I texted that one person that <clears throat> I'm seeing right now, and I said, I in case you didn't know, I'm always questioning the things because we were in a texting conversation. And he's like, I totally like that about you. And I support that. 
because obviously it's obvious like something he said to me that made me think something really deep and I sent this long paragraph and then I followed it up with, with <laughs> by the way I'm a nerd and I think about everything that you say to me and he's like no I like that so it's like but you got validation in a healthy way in a healthy way which is very good because yeah. you're not just like needing like oh I'm pretty I'm this he validated how you think. talk and think and yeah. who you are as a person yeah <clears throat> and I think um being vulnerable to put that out there like today I was like should I tell this person this is the thoughts I was having and I'm like why wouldn't I yeah why wouldn't I and I, and if, I think if um I felt my I felt like in those past relationships I was constantly thinking about if can I say this what's he gonna think if I say this I never want to think can I say this to somebody or I shouldn't say this to him because he's gonna react this way if I'm thinking like that that's a red flag that's that's very good I'm gonna point at you in the camera uh that's self-awareness right there like if you're thinking that I need to hold back play small or um or please this person in any way or he's going to react bad if I say a certain thing that's not good yeah. that's not letting me be myself yeah be your true authentic <laughs> self it's scary to be your true authentic self but you have to be or else you're going to kick your own ass right <laughs> it's rewarding though it really is I've just I've met the coolest people just by being me now yes. and, and not trying to meet the standards of what people are looking for and I think that's what dating is now it's like everybody's trying to be like somebody and and we you know we all want to be like the famous movie stars and stuff but how is that possible really you know right. so it's like I think if we just get down to being who we are you just attract the coolest people you do and I've noticed this about <laughs> you Shannon is it's not just a dating relationship it's all the people around you like you just can walk up to people and you're just instantly in like this really great conversation because you're not afraid that they want something from you. You're just saying, here I am. And yeah. then they pick up on that energy. And then it's like this nice energy. And it's like, match. you know, complimenting somebody. That doesn't mean I like want to date you, but I notice you have nice teeth or, you know, or, or I like your outfit today. And so I've learned to just be a nice person, a good human, like just, be myself and just you know then it does transpire into really cool friendships and I mean you never know where those those are going to take you in life either so I'm always looking to meet new people and go on different adventures <laughs> so I have like a question for you then how do you communicate so say you're saying that you like to go explore and like you're like I'm not necessarily saying this is my boyfriend and that now we're <clears> in this <throat> relationship do you communicate that with the other people that you're having explorations with or? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, currently I'm not with anybody, but um, if I, if I find somebody that I want to like explore or something with, then if I meet somebody else, I'm absolutely going to be honest because if you're not being honest about what you're doing with your life, even though you don't have to answer to anybody, you're taking their choice away of wanting to be involved in that or not. Just the okay. same as a guy. Like, if a guy's dating two women, I want to know because I want to choose do I want to be part of that? So, and some people will and some people won't. 
And I, I feel like giving people respect in that way is the right, you know, kind of the right, right way to pursue if you're dating. I like that. So what would you like literally say? I'm dating other I would people. Say, you know what? I, I'm so excited that I met you. I am, I am dating another person or another couple of people. I just want you to be aware of that and see what, if you're okay with that, basically, you know, give them the option. If they're like, no, hell no, I don't want to. I don't want to be part of another whatever you got going on, or I want more of your time, then they can go find somebody to get more of their time. Or they can say, I would really like to pursue you and I can decide, do I want to date these other people? Right. So it kind of works both ways. That's it's true. Just, because they, could, they, they could say, wow, I, I really <laughs> like you and I don't necessarily want to share you. How would you feel if can we try exploring this just further? And then I can choose, hey, you know what? Are these other things going the way I want them to go? And I can kind of look at that. So I think it opens communication for one, because then you're on that level of, hey, we can talk about anything if we can talk about that. And respect. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I grew up in a family respect was number one with my dad. And so I just go through life like that. Like, how would that, how would I feel if that person didn't tell me they're dating three women? Like, you know, so yeah. I think I just, I go with it like that. I like that a lot. Wow. You've been so knowledgeable oh. and um, I love that you came and shared all of this with the audience there. Yeah. I'm sure they're loving every word <laughs> and taking notes <laughs> so they could go on their dating experiences. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you loved this episode and know someone else who's having a spiritual awakening, please send them my way. It will benefit the world if you help me get this cause and message out to as many listeners as I can. Again, if you liked what you heard, it would mean a lot to me if you took 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I will be forever grateful. Until the next episode, stay present, stay grounded, and shine your light.